0: This episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast is brought to you by One Stop Toy Shop. Do you need any Mezco, NECA, Super 7, or Mondo figures? Well, hit up onestoptoyshop.com. They include free shipping on all orders. onestoptoyshop.com The Toy Photographers Podcast is all about toy photographers. It's mainly about getting to know the people that are behind the lens, getting to know the people that are putting the content out there that you press that like button every day and you see that content that inspires you. I want to get behind the minds of the people who are some of the most creative people you know, in this community, and that's exciting. So we're going to talk about photography. We're going to talk about the community. We want to grow this community. We want to be able to have people that can connect and reach out and you know use each other as a resource you know one of my great friends Scott Blind him and I always go back and forth through text and we're always talking about hey man can i do this shot better or, you know just inspiring each other and encouraging each other to become better photographers and that in turn and produces better content it's not just for the likes it's for you know yourself when you post that toy photography picture you're posting Yes, to be able to inspire, to encourage, but it's also to kind of build yourself up too. So it encourages your confidence in that. So we're also going to be talking about relevance in the toy photography community, you know, just what it means to be relevant in society today. You know, a lot, there's a lot of shame that goes around the toy photography community. And I know it does because if you ask somebody, hey, man, what do you do as your hobby? Hey man, you know what do you do when you're not at work or you're not your day job? And you're like, oh, you know, I take pictures. You know? <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I got a little photography hobby. And you're like, oh, cool! Like, can I see any of those? And then you go through your phone, and it's just nothing but action figures, right? So you're like, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not ready, you know. And maybe you're shameful of that, and that I mean, that is nothing to be ashamed about, man. Toy photography and toy photographers are some of the most creative inspiring people on the planet earth and I want to just be able to create a space for people to be able to articulate pun intended themselves (laughs) on air and be able to kind of pick their brains and if you want to aspire to be like them this is the place to listen if you want to grow as a photographer this is the place to listen if you want to encourage yourself as a human being this is the place to listen this is going to be encouraging this is going to be inspiring so I want you to get excited What's up, everybody? This is Dakota James Spicer. We're here with the Toy Photographers Podcast. I am so excited to be able to have an incredible guest with me. He is all the way across the pond. His name is Lewis. You may know him as the Bat Collector. Hey, man, tell everybody what's up and what's going on.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the uh, on the podcast. Super You're- excited to to be a second guest as well very very
0: honored as well so thank you you are so welcome all right mr lewis you yes. sir are from europe correct so tell us about that tell us what's going on in the great land of england
1: oh not good things
0: <laughs> not good things <laughs> no <laughs> why not um, oh
1: the little word called brexit is sort of um, dominating every it permeates every little bit of life for the moment and it's absolutely exhausting so that's frustrating beyond that we've had a, a you know an okay summer over here despite the the cliche of our weather we've had a really nice summer which is great which means you can get outdoors and do some more outdoor photography which is quite nice
0: to be able to do wow So kind of like just let everybody know what's going on on a daily basis for you with Brexit, because, you know, we hear about it on the news in the United States and we don't really know how it's affecting you on a day to day basis. So what's going on with that? I mean, at the moment, there's no real tangible effect on a day to day basis. All, All it
1: does is dominate the news cycle, which just means the more important issues are just getting completely overlooked. Like the actual things that we need to be worried about as a country are just completely forgotten about. When you know wow. our climate change discussion gets pushed down the agenda because Brexit is top of the news cycle every day, and it's it's pretty exhausting, really. So generally, you try and ignore it almost, and then just try and get on with your life and focus on the important things because it has completely dominated our news cycle and society for about two years now and it's and it's such a polarizing topic. When I go about my job as well and people discuss it,
0: you just your heart sinks. So you don't want to have to speak about it to anybody. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about how you got into action figures. Wow. okay. Um I've been
1: I I started out just collecting action figures when I was probably, yeah, you know, I would say 10, 11 years old and I was collecting predominantly star wars figures um and the older toy biz marvel legends so you, you know your tiger strike wolverine you know, the know the builder figure sentinel figures all, all of them and it started out just as a as, as a collecting thing i just liked having toys basically because i was i was a kid and then as i got a little bit older i and when i moved house a couple of years ago i found these photographs but i used to take pictures of my action figures on disposable cameras and this is well before social media instagram facebook and i would just set them up on my desk in in little scenes and poses and take you know photographs on disposable cameras so i realized you know a year or two ago that i i was really doing toy photography about 15 years ago and it's, it's crazy to think how long i've actually been doing this hobby in one form or another at varying degrees of of quality and success but it's clearly been something that I've had uh, a, a passion for since, you know, almost as long as I can remember, really.
0: That is amazing. So when you were that age, did you think like, oh, one day I'm going to step up my game and I'm going to like get a nice camera and I'm going to just add all these effects? Did you know at that age that you were going to start doing that? No. And I I, I wish that I, I did because... Uh,
1: there was a point, there was probably a, a good few years as I reached teenage, teenage years when I, I I think I had a little bit of an embarrassment about the hobby. So if I had friends round to my to my house, I would put my figures away. I, I, something about it, I thought it was like socially unacceptable to be a a, a toy collector and a toy photographer. And, and I wish that I'd embraced it at a younger age because it only would have meant I I would have got a head start on honing my skills as a photographer. And don't get me wrong, I've I've enjoyed doing it at at an older age anyway, but I just keep thinking if I had not been so embarrassed about it at a younger age, well, I mean, I don't know where I'd be at at this point, but I, I would have had a lot more years of enjoyment of just doing the toy photography hobby. But I think I felt it wasn't cool quote-unquote and when when you're 16 17 off to university you're trying to fit in i i didn't realize how big the hobby and community was at that point and i wish that i'd embraced it a
0: bit sooner really wow so i love what you said about saying had you done it consecutively throughout those years and you just continued in it you would have had a lot more enjoyment and that's one of the main things that i love about this hobby is the enjoyment factor it is an enjoyable thing to do so that's amazing man let's talk about this you consider yourself a collector originally so you're you were collecting action figures and you're you said you were starting to take pictures at a young age and then eventually you sort of uh progressed into photography when do you think got to the point where you're like okay this is something i want to do you know all the time this is something that's consumed me this is my passion
1: There was a moment a couple of years ago when I got my first DSLR camera, and I'd been researching proper cameras for, for years. I could never really afford one, and then my wife kindly bought me one for my birthday, and it just... It made the hobby come alive a little bit more because before that I was generally using a small digital camera, just using my phone and it was fine, but there was no real process in it. It was just point and shoot, point and shoot. And when I got a more complex piece of equipment with the tripod, it really made it feel like much more of a, I don't know, know—like it felt more real to me. And, And I just absolutely loved getting that camera and getting behind the camera and learning how to use it. I mean, I, I had no idea how to use a, a proper DSLR camera with different lenses. So I was just Googling things and reading magazines. It was all just self-taught in the evenings after work. And it was that discovery of that kind of photography that really just, really got me going into the into the hobby a lot more. It's probably only about, I say, it's three years ago when I realised just how much I actually enjoy the photography side of, of having action figures. Because before that, you know, I've had my Instagram for about, I think, 8 years at this point but the toy photography didn't really become the prominent feature of it and so probably 3 to 4 years ago when i really just found out how much i enjoy the photography side of it and learning how to be a
0: photographer really that's amazing so you said you've been on instagram for 8 years
1: yes yeah, so i mean when i got my first iphone i think it was about 2011 and i, I just used instagram like every teenager a 20 year old used instagram I'd, I'd take a picture of you know my dinner and put a crappy filter over it and think that was worth sharing and then, and then i sort of started just doing the occasional um not so much toy photography if i got a new dc collectibles figure which would were at the time i would just take a pretty vanilla photograph of it put it on my instagram look here's the new nightwing figure here's a new new 52 figure it took a while to evolve into proper toy photography but that's sort of the evolution there it just started out with really shelfies so to speak, more than anything. Right. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people start out that way. You know, you get excited about the figure that you just purchased and you, you set it down you want to take a picture of it because you're excited. And, you know, yeah. that kind of evolves and you're like, well, why don't I put a background or why don't I, yeah. you know, add some lighting or, you know, kind of take it to the next level. So when you first started, you know, you were obviously, you know, just taking pictures, enjoying action figures. Who is the person that kind of like you first saw that was taking toy photography to another level? Oh, man, that's such a – there probably isn't
1: just one person, but I think the people that stick in my mind, a lot of them are, you, you know, your, your big heavy hitters, like, your, you know, Sergeant Bananas, those sort of people, because those are the ones that seems that, that I just came across – and I'd look at them and think, "Oh, holy crap! How how is that even right. possible with, um, with with an action figure?" And, and there's a few accounts that that I followed from from day one. So Batman figs Tyler, you know, he's someone that I've followed since day one, and, and you know, the the amount of content he put out over over the years that made me think there's so much you can do with this with this hobby. And a lot, most people that I that I follow now, I've I've followed them years. It's hard to put my finger on one person because there's so many people have inspired me in different ways. Like some people are masters of of lighting, some people are amazed at tangible setups, some have you know a mastery of of Photoshop and articulation, and some people just are brilliant at telling a, a story in just one image. So it's it's hard to pick just one person, really, but i have sort of amalgamated as much as I can from
0: from the community, really. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very similar in how you responded. I personally, whenever I got into toy photography, I was I followed Star Wars the Black Series account. You know, I was right after the Force Awakens, and I was excited about Star Wars again. And I've I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan, so I can relate to you know you know how yeah. to when you get excited about toy photography, it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, what's going on here? And yeah. I just dove in, I mean, just deep, just like my wife would sometimes tell me, be like, Hey, can you like talk to me and quit looking at toy photos? And, and it's embarrassing to say, but like, I got to a point where I was obsessed and just, you know, uh, yeah, constantly like, you know, just pouring over all of these accounts and just wanting to soak it all in because it was such a refreshing take on art You know, it was such a different way to look at the world because I grew up a skateboarder and you automatically look differently at the world because you're seeing things from a perspective of a skateboarder. So you're not seeing a stair set, you know, as a regular stair set, you're saying, I can jump down that. You know what I'm saying? And it's (laughs) the same, it's the same thing at a smaller scale with toy photographers that, they can look at a landscape. People that shoot outside, I have so much respect for it because they go out in the elements and they go out with people yeah. around and they get their setup like Sergeant Bananas, you mentioned, you know, he goes out on the beach and he's like out there just getting it, like just going for it. And it's, it's incredible. Would you like to talk about your setup, your camera, those things that you, you said you started out with a DSLR and that kind of got you inspired. Like what's your current setup right now? So at the moment, um, I've I've got a Nikon, I think it's D three five hundred. So it's
1: not the most advanced DSLR, but it, it serves its purpose brilliantly for me. You know, I I generally have sort of two main setups when I'm when I'm doing time photography. I've got the completely tangible setups, which is the you know the dioramas, whether it's the Necker Street Dio or custom ones that I've had made for me, or it's the digi dioramas. So I'll I'll set everything up in front of the computer screen. And then blend that with some tangible dioramas in front of the screen. Always, always have my tripod because I generally like to have the ISO turned right down, the shutter speed turned as slow as it can go. And then there's usually three main light sources. So I have a Philips Hue bulb, which is, you know, multicolored, so I can amend that for any sort of scene that I'm looking for, you know, for mainly to create that atmosphere. And then I'll generally just set up my iPad and iPhone with some um, torch applications on, just to add an extra little bit of light down down the sides or at the top, just to fill in the uh, the gaps that the Philips Hue bulb isn't quite reaching. And then it's generally a case of get the setup and then work the figures into it, make sure it's all framed correctly, play around with any other additional effects. Like occasionally I'll I'll, I'll use uh, some water effect, predominantly things like atmosphere aerosol. Give that, you can see how that looks in in the scene and then take anywhere between sort of 10 and 30 shots for each individual setup to get the one that I'm I'm happiest with really do you do any uh, outside toy photography not nearly as much as I used to a lot of it just comes down to the environment around me isn't that diverse so it's predominantly open fields trees and I I find a lot of the characters that I have figures for they look a bit out of place in the environment that I've got so You know, tactical suit Batman just doesn't look right in in a green field. You know, he looks really out of place. Um, You know, occasionally I'll take, you know, like a Superman figure up there. It looks like a nice Kansas farm or something. But predominantly most of mine just suit an indoor environment. And the practical, tangible stuff that I have really suits the figures that I've got. If I do get somewhere where the environment's a little bit different, obviously I went to Florida a few weeks ago. I packed a load of figures because I knew there were some amazing landscapes, even just around the the resorts there that I really wanted to to make the most out of. So I don't as much as I'd like to, but it's really just down to the the variety of
0: of landscapes doesn't really make for compelling storytelling really. For me personally, I kind of did the same thing. so like I started out, you know, going outside i I started like I said, right after the force awakens and I was going outside just looking for things to be able to have a background because you don't want to just take a picture, like you said, on your shelf. And that's kind of boring. And, yeah. you know, that was something that really, I didn't realize at the time that was kind of in my subconscious was I was like trying to make everything look in scale. And that's yes. a, that is a big thing in toy photography is trying to make everything look congruent with the figure that you're shooting. So like when you have a diorama that is the right scale, you're able to make your pictures a thousand times better versus something yeah. that looks out of scale. So it's all about that storytelling, like you said. It's all about that uh, taking it to the next level and being able to share your art on a platform that basically is limitless. You have any figures you're getting in soon? Oh, um, let me
1: think. I've got two on the way Revoltech, Buzz Lightyear, and Jesse. <laughs> nice. Uh, due for delivery next week. Uh, and hopefully the Sovereign Knight PX should be here in the next few weeks. It seems to be creeping over into the UK now. So I think I should have the PX Sovereign Knight in the next few weeks. And that's about it at the moment. I've had an influx over the past month with, with Joker, Spider-Man, Logan. So I'm a little bit funds conscious at the moment, but there's a few right. on the way.
0: <laughs> and, and what a great segue. Let's Let's talk about that. So I love that PX Ascending Knight by the way or Sovereign Knight I should say. It looks amazing. People've been taking some great photos with that that blue yeah, version. Yeah, well,
1: I I I never got the standard version cuz I I just didn't Oh really? Yeah, I just, something about it. I thought well, I've got three, you know, I've got the Ascending Knight, I've got the just the the Batman versus Superman Ben Affleck I've got tactical suit Batman, Knight, but I just something about it, it wasn't different enough for me to think I needed it straight away and it's still for sale on almost every site over here anyway. So I think it might be something that I just get around to because I knew I had the PX on pre-order. I thought, you know what, I'll just hold out for the, the blue PX pre-order. And then if I still want the standard version, I'll pick that up later on, I think. But I was happy enough with the tactical suit that I've got at the moment to think that will tide me over until the next one.
0: You know, that's incredible because like so many people really didn't anticipate that that sovereign PX to sell out like it did. And it sold out a long time ago. And yeah, I'm glad I pre-ordered it. It's pretty much like inaccessible at retail. So, if you want to wow. get it, you have to jump on it now. I'm excited personally for the all black version they showed at SDCC. Did you see that one? They I did.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Even the uh, you know the, the the logo was completely black, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just, yeah. It, it looked almost looked like a like a matte sort of black as
0: well. Yeah. It, it kind of took the yeah. gloss off yeah. of the uh, exclusive. So. If they make that version, hopefully they do, I am picking up that bad boy. Yeah, because I wasn't too keen on that glossy look personally, and but that sort of
1: more matte black, it looks like it would capture the light beautifully behind right. the
0: camera as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I got to ask this. What is your um, favorite action figure at the moment?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably the homemade soup. Spider Man Mezco at the moment. Yeah, because it's a a few reasons, really. I I just love the design of that suit. There's something about that casual superhero look that I'm just a huge fan of because it's a bit different. It was a bit of a grail figure for me that I couldn't get hold of because it, it, it never came to retail over here. My wife managed to find it for my birthday, so it's got a bit of a sentimental value to me as well. But I just love the design of that, that figure. I mean, it's just something about that suit. It just, I just love it. Closely set followed by the Clown Prince of Crime Joker. I absolutely love that figure as well. He is, he is great. The colors, the accessories with him. Those two are, are top for me at the moment.
0: That's so interesting because like in the United States that figure, the homecoming figure, the regular release is so accessible. And sometimes you could find it even below retail. So the fact that you couldn't even get it, I'm glad Mezco's stepping up their game. I kudos to Mezco. Yeah. So the the, the regular homecoming figure is was it was accessible. It was the
1: homemade suit that we never even laid eyes on over here. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so 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 that one for me is is top of the pile at the
0: moment. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. The the exclusives now that they're offering worldwide shipping, that's the kind of changing the game for collectors and photographers, you know, in other countries. Massively, because that the only figure I bought directly from Mezco
1: is Commissioner Gordon and the Bat and I I was so pleased they had worldwide shipping because I just did not want to miss out on that as a, as a Batman fanatic. I felt like he had to be in my collection, so I was absolutely thrilled when they when i saw the international shipping and i remember i had an alarm set on my phone for the pre-order so i could get on there and make sure i had it
0: yeah that that is one thing for me like being able to fill a roster of just dc comics characters i don't know it's just it makes the little kid inside of me so happy and i can't even express how that little kid is just jumping whenever he sees a new batman figure or a new a new villain that they decided to release so yeah i love the mezco batman stuff as yeah. you already know most likely. absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into a different topic let's talk about sure. uh, entertainment a little bit let's talk about your favorite movie favorite movie of all time favorite movie at the moment
1: or a bit of both let's do them all wow okay favorite movie of all time You know, I I hate to go for the obvious, but every time someone asks me this question, there's just that one film that springs to mind. And it isn't just because of the the movie, it's because of just where I was at that point in life as well. And I've got to go with The Dark Knight. I do. And, And it sounds like an obvious answer, but it was at a point in my life where I was going through a huge change, moving away from my childhood home. And it was one of those films that just took me away from reality for two and a half hours and I've rewatched it, I think three or four times in the theaters. And it's probably the film that I've watched almost as much as any other, more than any other film as well. And then second to that, probably Toy Story. (laughs) I know it's a bit of a change, but yeah. (laughs) Those are two films that have just just quite seminal in in, in my life really. And, and, you know, Toy Story is one of those things, franchises that I remember from being, five or six years old, all the way through. And so this year's Toy Story 4, and it's stuck with me ever since. And then The Dark Knight, obviously, is just one of those films that I can remember seeing it the day it came out in theaters. And there's very few films that I can remember that clearly going to see it.
0: Man. Yeah, I agree. Like, I remember the day that I saw it in theaters and how it rocked me. Like, just as a kid, you know, I, I want to say I was between the ages of 15 and 16. I think it came out in 2006, right? The Dark Knight.
1: I think it was 2008. The Dark Knight.
0: Was it? Yeah. I, I think... thought 2008 was Rises, but I may be wrong. But yeah, I remember the the feeling walking out of that theater and just feeling like the Batman. You know what I'm saying? Just like after yeah. he exits the movie and he's riding on his his motorcycle, and I'm just like, I'm Batman. You know what I'm saying? It's that <laughs> yeah. it's that feeling. You know, I get immersed whenever I watch any Batman movie. It doesn't matter the quality or the caliber of the Batman movie, I get immersed because I'm a humongous Batman fan. So the fact that your Instagram name is the Bat Collector is a big, Ah, uh, plus for me as a fan of Batman, so I'm yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, a lot of my
1: content has shifted a bit in the past twelve months because i I've I'm trying to just evolve the page a bit more to include the you know Marvel figures and and the the, the Disney figures as well. But the core of what I love all stem from a, a love of, of of Batman really, and you know picking up the long Halloween and reading that ten twelve years ago and oh. realizing how incredible this character actually is, and then. That was about the same time that the Dark Knight came out and then Arkham Asylum PlayStation game came out and it was just a
0: knock-on effect from there for me, really. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just gonna say it. Batman, he's the best. I mean, he is. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that to be. Hands fair. down. I mean, who <laughs> else who else can do what he does without any powers, right? So that's yeah. argument argument over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Done. Done. Sorted. <laughs> Sorted. I love it. I love it. All right. So I got a big question for you. This is just kind of like breaking down, just kind of how you view yourself personally. So I wanted to ask this because you said you were a toy collector originally. So I want to ask you, what's the difference you would say between a toy collector and a toy photographer? Creation. You know, I think toy photographers
1: we create a lot more. We we whether we intend it or we don't, every time we we set up these figures and, and pose them with other other characters, we're, we're, we're telling a, a story. Sometimes we're deliberately trying to convey a particular favourite moment from a, a comic book or a film or a TV show. Sometimes we just put a couple behind the camera and subconsciously we convey something throughout that photograph. But, I mean, collectors, well, generally for me, because how I started it was just to admire them, you know, and, and that's why I used to have a load of the, the bigger statue pieces that I've since sold off because as nice as they were to look at, I couldn't create much with them. So I've sold off a load of these you know, DC collectible statues in recent years because they just didn't serve the purpose to me anymore because it wasn't about the aesthetics of just looking at them. I wanted things that I could tell a story with and create something. So it, it just comes down to that creativity for me.
0: That is amazing, man. I love that. The fact that you are able to differentiate in your own head that you saw yourself as someone that was gathering together lots of different things. And you're like, no, I, I want to change from someone that's consuming to someone that's creating. So Absolutely. that's yeah. making that differentiation is such a big step, you know, in your creativity. It's like, yeah, like, of course, you have to be able to consume to be able to create. But when you, when you step up to that, that next level of creating all of a sudden your mindset changes you're like i don't really need all of this maybe i can sell a few things here i can get this figure to you know look this way and to be able to kind of go all in and just dive in with your creations and be able to effect yeah. more out of your next shot because you have a you know an arsenal of things to create with great answer
1: yeah which is exactly what what it it did it changed the mindset so as much as i loved some of my statue pieces they they were unnecessary consumption and which is why even now when i see action figure solicitations a lot of it comes down to what can i do with that figure am i just buying it for the sake of adding it to the collection or is it something i'm really excited to to create something with which is why the standard sovereign knight didn't strike me because i thought well i've got very similar looking batman figures that i'll I'll probably just be creating the same sort of stuff with so it just wasn't different enough for me to justify going out and getting straight away
0: that makes sense next big question i would love to ask this so where do you see toy photography going in 10 years
1: yeah that is a big question it's really hard to say it's only going to get bigger and I think it's going to become more of uh, more mainstream. I think we'll see a lot more of it at, at conventions, even even all the things like like Comic-Con, but even the smaller conventions throughout even England and, and the United States. I think we'll see more creators of toy photography showcasing their work out in the real world as opposed to just on Instagram. And And I hope it just becomes much more of a an acceptable form of art because like you said it it is art you know it's it's people creating works of art and there's there's time photographers on 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 instagram that it's it's like it's like paintings it's beautiful some of the things that they can create and i think it will only get bigger i think it'll only get more and more exposure as as the as the companies start exploiting the 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 creativity and skill of the community for you know for for mutual benefits really we're already seeing it with a lot of these companies are are utilizing members of the community to help push their products and then vice versa that gives us more exposure as 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 artists as well
0: wholeheartedly agree like i i don't foresee toy photography getting any smaller no in the next 10 years i foresee it to get as big as a, a next olympic athlete you know what i mean like yeah. as an olympic event i should say you know being able to compete you know at a that high level you know with yourself not necessarily you know going out and competing you know in televised events i'm just saying because social media is such a big part of our lives and you know i don't necessarily watch cable television anymore but i'm on social media you know yeah. a lot and so to me that's my that's my uh, consumption of information in the way that i see everyone sees everything around us so like if through social media You know, that's kind of like I see that arena, you know, opening up and being able to express yourself on a on a higher level. I can't wait. I'm excited, man. I'm just so excited. Oh yeah, and I mean, the the thing that amazes me is even after you know
1: the community's been around for so many years, but every single week I will I'll get comments or I'll see comments from new Instagram users that are just discovering this community, and at you, you can see the the amazement. You know, they'll comment saying, "You know, this is absolutely incredible." And it's, it's, it's that reach and there's new people coming in all the time and, and you know, with, with technology only getting better, it only makes it more accessible for people to jump into the hobby and, and, and expand the community as well.
0: Yes. What would you say to someone who is like just getting into it, wants to start toy photography, they got action figures, or maybe they're looking at buying action figures or maybe they don't have action figures and they say, I wanna express myself, maybe toy photography is for me. Um, what would you say to someone that's just starting out? Give them some advice. First thing I would say is follow
1: as many creators as you can, because most of what I've learned about time photography, I'm generally just stolen from more talented people than me. So <laughs> I would just say follow as many people on Instagram as you can, because you'll learn so much from the community, especially when people post their behind-the-scenes photographs or behind-the-scenes videos. That's in uh, joint, joint groups on Facebook there's, there's plenty of them there of, of creators sharing their processes and procedures and that's an amazing way to learn and then start out small as well you know don't go straight for the premium high-end figures because if you don't enjoy the hobby don't go spending 80 90 dollars on you know your premium stuff there's a lot of very good affordable figures out there if you want to start collecting start photography get some of the the more affordable lines know you you know your multiverse your marvel legends those sort of figures have a play around if you enjoy it you know hone your craft and make sure you enjoy it really if you don't if you don't enjoy it there's no point if you're just doing it for for recognition again there's no point you have to enjoy the process of creativity because if you don't you you're really just wasting your time but if, if you enjoy it keep following people keep learning don't be afraid to, you know, take criticism and it just engage with the with the community because I've made genuine, real friends on, on this community. People that I've not met, but I'll text them every day. And it's, it's a great,
0: a great thing to get into. I can empathize with that sentiment. The last thing you said so well, because this this is a community. And when you meet like minded people in this community, you want to hold on to that because. I mean, regardless of where they live, you know, if you find someone that thinks like you do and sees the world that you do the way that you do, you're going to be able to partner with them and be able to create together. You know, you're going to be able to inspire them and they're going to inspire you. So don't be afraid to connect with anybody in this community. If you're someone that's just starting out or someone that, you know, says, hey, I've only got five followers on here. I'm not doing any good and I'm posting some great content. Don't worry about your followers. It's exactly. not about it's yeah. not about followers. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to make you sleep any better if you have 10,000 followers or 10 followers. So at the end of the day, what you need to realize is that if you're enjoying and, and gaining enjoyment and, and wisdom from toy photography, if it's benefiting your life, then do it. You know what I'm saying? But if it's stressing you yeah. out, if it's toy photography is stressing you out, <laughs> please... <laughs> Please stop doing toy photography. If, yeah. If you sit at home and you're like stressed about your next shot you're going to do, this isn't your passion, man. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have you have by osmosis, you know, maybe absorb someone else's passion. But if you, you know, if you do have a passion for photography, you know this already. It's not about yeah. the followers. It's Instagram. It's so backwards now anyway with the algorithm. And don't worry about any of those things because – it's not going to make you a better photographer if you got 10,000 followers or 10 followers. So what Absolutely. makes you a better yeah. what makes you a better photographer is yourself and being able to learn and being able to like, like you said, Lewis, be able to like approach other people's accounts and see their behind the scenes. And what, what an amazing way to be able to share with others, you know, that creative side and being able yeah. to be able to learn from them and be able to apply their techniques. And that way you can create better content and therefore it's more enjoyable. And when you create content that you enjoy, then you're going to love it more. You're going to not stress about it. So, For me, it's, 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 a,
1: it's a healthy thing having that creativity. There's just something really satisfying about having an idea and then seeing it come to life. in in front of you and you know having an idea for a shot and and being able to create it and execute it the way that you wanted to do it and that's that's the thing i enjoy the most it's seeing those ideas
0: become tangible reality exactly and i'm just gonna go ahead and just kind of close this out here so tell everybody man where they can find you on instagram or any of the social media accounts out there
1: yeah, so I am at the Bat Collector on Instagram. Also got a linked Facebook page as well, which is also the Bat Collector. Those are my two and only social media outlets where you can follow me. Amazing, and you also do stuff with the Bat Fan. I do, yeah. Um, so, I mean. Scott at the dot bat fan. He's he's one of the people that, like I said, I we we mess each other pretty much every day. He only lives about two hours south of me in England. Ne- never met Scott, but we are like best friends at this point because we have so similar passions. And it was about a, a year and a half ago we decided to do these these weekend joint themes. And it's part because it's a great challenge trying to think of an original idea every weekend. But it's also just a really fun way of one of us decides what we're going to shoot that weekend. And then we've just got to cobble together five pieces each to, to put out there. And th- that's one of those relationships that has been created as a result of just toy photography. And it's, it's quite amazing that, you know, you can get to know someone so well and feel like you've got such a good friend just through the, the community on, on Instagram.
0: Man, that's amazing. And I think that's partly why you're so successful at what you do and why you enjoy it so much, is because you inspire, you know, your friend and he inspires you and you're able to set a goal and you had a goal for every weekend and it's amazing, dude. This the content you're producing. And I'm just always blown away. I'm like, they got, you know, a set amount of time and they they get it done. And it's just like I'm I'm in awe of that creative discipline and something that all all of us as toy photographers can kind of take away from is being disciplined in your passions so if you pursue your passions and pursue your your hobbies and things that you enjoy you're going to get more enjoyment out of them
1: yeah because we we genuinely take it seriously i mean i know it's the 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 toys are action figures but we genuinely really enjoy doing it so we we take it seriously and we will message each other with shots say what do you think of this and we'll say honestly actually that's probably not the best that you can do so then we'll we'll go and rework it because we don't want to produce content that isn't the best that we can do because then we're not improving there's no point doing something if it's going to be a step backwards so we we do take it seriously as, as enjoyable and as as you know light-hearted as a hobby as it can
0: be there's no point doing it if you're not going to take it seriously really that's amazing i love it i love it all right, so you can also <laughs> you can also find myself at Dagobah underscore days. You can find the Mezco 112 Collective account at, at 1.12.collective. And you can find our Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photo Cast. So the main thing I want you guys to take away from this podcast today and from every future podcast is tell yourself every day, we are storytellers all right thank you so much lewis man my pleasure thank you for having me having a great time here so i appreciate you coming on
1: pleasure's all mine thank you sir
0: thanks